Tessa doesn't have a choice. She has to spy on the crown or risk certain death. Except Prince Sebastian would have no mercy on the traitor. He's known for being harsh, even cruel. The only thing he wants is to protect his country with honor. That means keeping his hands off the help, no matter how enticing she looks in her uniform. When he learns what she's really after, he'll extract his punishment from every square inch of her. Made for the Royal Prince by Winter James is available now in Kindle Unlimited. It's red hot, and you definitely want to go grab it, lady listeners. Hello, lady listeners. Welcome to hell. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to hell. Uh, Welcome straight to hell. <laughs> well, it started off as it normally does with a miscommunication. I was I was sitting here at nine o'clock and because I, was I texted Tessa and told her that we're going to do the podcast at nine a.m. on Thursday, and then she's like, "I'm here," and I'm like, "Who said we were doing this at nine? She's like, "You're dumbass." I scrolled back so fast. She's and like, "Receipts, that bitch. Thing. Screenshot here those are my receipts." Yeah. yeah, she's like, "You're wrong." I'm right. <laughs> I was like Karen at Walmart. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have the receipt. I was your Aunt Karen at Walmart demanding mm-hmm. a refund on these coffee beans. Yep. Yep. Demanding to speak to your manager. <laughs> um, yeah. So and we then, got on and Leah came in and she came in like a, a gale wind. Just, just a rage. I was vinegar. in a cloud of anger walking into this <laughs> podcast. And then I get on and Mel says, I can't hear anything. I, I can't talk into my my microphone not working. And I'm just like, <laughs> pull my hair out, which is wet because I was in the shower when Tessa was like, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm in the shower. <laughs> it's my daughter has uh, decided she wants to take a bath like right next to my office and play. I feel like. This, uh, the quarantine has regressed her back to kindergarten because she's now playing mm-hmm. with like Barbies again mm-hmm. and doing all these things. She wants to play with little, I feel like that's how she's finding comfort. So now she wants I to, I wonder play. if she's, it's, no, go ahead. She's chomping at the bit waiting to get into the bathtub, which is right next to my office. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's why I was on mm-hmm. here legs, like a zippy, but it's, it's, she can wait. It's fine. I just wonder if it's because they don't have outside influence of other friends, so they have to seem really cool, you know? Like, they're not having to keep up with the cool kids anymore. So, like, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, maybe Maybe. I I want to play with Barbie. She still does Roblox, and that's something we have to talk about on this podcast. I don't know if your kids play Roblox. No, but I am in this for this conversation because I'm having the same fucking issues. Okay, let's start off by saying Mel's not here. Let's just. Mel's not here. So Sorry, if you're Mel's watching the here. video, that's obvious. But on the podcast, her microphone just fucking went to the graveyard in the sky today. So you guys remember a few? Maybe it was like six months ago. Mine did the same. Like at the yeah. very end. At the very end oh of an episode, God. it just cut out, and I I was like convinced it was my dad like sending me a message because it was like one <laughs> week after the funeral, and I was like, I know, it's my dad. My dad has a microphone. But yeah, so, yeah. Mel isn't here. We are here for Aletha Romig Week, though. Yes. I'm really excited about it. She has brought us an audiobook called Undeniable. I love it's a, her. 
it's a best friend's dad book. Mm-hmm. It's hot and forbidden. <laughs> and you guys are going to freak out. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to have her. I'm excited. I met her for the first time. It was a Love in Vegas, I think. And she had this huge line. And I remember I like I asked the person, the girl in the front of the line, I was like, do you mind if I just step in front of you for a quick second? I was like, I'm not getting anything signed. I just want to like tell her, hey. And she was like, yeah, no problem. Like, the girl was really cool about it. I just went up to her table and I was like, I was like, I love your books. I think you're awesome. I just wanted to meet you and just say thanks for writing. And she gave me a big hug. Like she was so cool. She was really sweet about it. But I just remember like she was one of the first books that I read. And, you know, this is like a lot of her older stuff was really, really dark, but I loved it. And um, she was one of the first books that I read where I was like, oh, shit, this is fucked up. And I like it. <laughs> <laughs> learned a lot about yourself. Thanks. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I like really twisted shit. Yes. And so and I love how she's evolved into writing not not just these like dark, like taboo things, you know, that you know there's a time and place for that as well but I love how she's involved to writing like these really sexy stories and also contemporary stories and like dirty stories like she brought to the podcast like she's really become like a writer she's a jack of all trades like you know when it comes to writing romance so I really like that I like a lot of the the authors I don't I don't think I've met her but a lot of the authors that we've had on the podcast I communicate with them like some of our first meetings are just through mm-hmm. email. Yeah. And I really like um, the way she, she's very direct. And uh-huh. that's like my favorite person to deal with. Like she'll just know hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> anything. Just what do you want? Word doc or PDF? Like very mm-hmm. just, I de- and I'm, that's how I decide who I like. I best. like that too. Yeah. <laughs> just get into it. Mm-hmm. You know? Just go for it. Just tell me, just tell me what I need to know the exact information and nothing more. <laughs> so tell me what that, what your morning was like. Oh God. Okay. We're in quarantine. I, I mean, for those of you who are listening to this in the future, we are on. Uh, this is going up two months of quarantine. Are we yeah. in two months? Yeah, I think we're about to hit the eight week mark. But um, because we all kind of went in and around the same time. But uh, but you know, today my husband has like an online workshop he has to do. And trying to schedule this podcast, he was like, well, I have this at, you know, this day and this day, and I have this, this day and this day. And it's like, oh, so your job's more important. That's what I'm hearing <laughs> because it's just like, well, fuck you. I I have to do these things. And I feel like that is what has, my life has become since like in the past maybe week, it has just become very apparent that my husband is ready and about to go back to work and I'm just fucking stuck and I have to deal with it. And can I tell you the amount of rage I feel in my body right this moment? Because everything else is just my fucking responsibility. Like I want to, I just, like, I think I even said that when I got on here with you, I was like, I want to come out of my skin right now. That's how angry I feel when it's like, I need to call my therapist. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. Because I think a lot of people are dealing with the same thing where, you know, you and again, it's I think it really is people with children. Yeah. Yeah. One person has to be watching the kid. One person has to be engaging the kid Mm -hmm. at all times. Yeah. And so the other person like 
And I think my husband's actually probably feeling frustrated with me mm-hmm. because I'm like, I have to work. I'm the only one working right now and I have to go to work yeah. and I'll see you in You're making hours. money. Yeah. 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 And he's like, okay, I'll just, you know, like he feels useless kind of. I mm-hmm. think he's like, he, I come out and he's like, I folded the laundry and I, and he's telling me like a list of things he did. So like, I, so I can be like giving him positive reinforcement because he needs it. Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell it just feels like totally at a loss. Um, yeah, but, I'm sure. But like you, for, for you, mm-hmm. you, ha- you both are working right now. Yeah, yeah. And so when one jobs. person isn't working, when the person that's not is, is not working, they're thinking about all the things they have to do. And as the moments tick by, more and more pressure mm-hmm. lands on that person and it becomes unbearable. Let me tell you how my day goes. I have to get up before 6 a.m. My alarm goes off and I have to hit the floor. Like I have to get up and I have to come down here because I have to write before my kids wake up. And these fucking kids are doing their best to wake up earlier and earlier every goddamn day. <laughs> yes. Why so is I come that? down here and I'm and I'm screaming at them by like 7:30 a.m. They're both down here. They're both obnoxious and I'm screaming at them because I'm trying my damnedest to get 2 hours to myself to fucking write and I'm killing myself getting up early every day to do this because I'm not normally an early riser. And so I mean I'll I'll get up at 7 8 a.m. That's fine, but I'm getting up before 6 and it's pushing me to the edge of insanity. So after I do this, after I finally get whatever word count I get that morning, that's it. I get no more time to write because then after that, my husband strolls out of bed around 9 a.m., comes down, makes himself some coffee and goes in his office and starts his day. I'm like, how nice must that be for you? Because then after that, I get to deal with schoolwork with these kids. And then I get to do all the other shit that goes along with it. And I'm just... Let me just say, I don't want to come on here and just complain about this because I know this sucks for everybody. But you know what, guys? I just want to say, like, and I'll say this and I'll let it go and we'll move on from here. But I just want to say, like, sister to sister, heart to heart, I feel your pain right now. And if you're in the same situation, I get it. And I'm giving you a rageful hug right now. So... And it's you're not hard, you know, like you're trying to be this, you're trying to be a good mom as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. really difficult when you don't get any time to yourself. Like yesterday I had, I designated yesterday as podcast day. Like we had mm-hmm. to organize season seven, yeah, we had yeah. to send contracts out to all those authors. We had to schedule everybody just mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And yeah. I had to wake up at 5am to do it because I knew that like if I didn't get it done for yep. season, so I couldn't even drink the night before. No, no, so, because, yes, do I get the sacrifices must be made, Tessa. <laughs> I didn't drink so I could get up and do the podcast yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know. And if you're not dealing with, fuck you, you know, if you're not dealing with any of this. I'm just I kidding. Mean, I'm so like jealous. I'm everything so jealous. comes with its set of challenges. Like, it no does. Like, situation it does. you're in. I mean, like, can, can I, I think to be single right now, I think it would be really isolating and difficult. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I think everything has its well, like, set of... One of my good friends, she's at home because she's a hairdresser. And so, like, she can't work right now. And her husband owns a restaurant. So he's working his ass off, you know, trying to keep, you know, people coming in and doing orders and that kind of thing to go. And her daughter has um, shared custody. So, like, half the time... She's completely alone, and the other half of the time, her daughter's there, and it's like, you know, she doesn't want her daughter to leave, 
you know, it's like, a, like I can, like, I know how much she's struggling. And I just think, oh God, like, I'm so glad I have my kids all the time when I want to be with them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I don't, ha- I mean, it's, it's frustrating, but you know, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on it. It was just, I came in really hot today. That's okay. So. It feels probably good to talk about it. Just yeah. get it off your chest. Do you, let me say something. Let's go on the video games. Cause this is another hot button subject for me. So yesterday I come out or day before yesterday, I come out of my bedroom and I see my daughter playing a video game and she's talking to somebody. She's like, yeah, I'll play on the Xbox. I'm like, who are you talking to? All your friends know, like you play on the Xbox. And she's like, huh? And I was like, who are you talking to? she, She mutes her microphone and she's like, just a friend. And I was like, shut it down. Shut, Shut it, down. it down. I was so angry. And I was like, I took a breath and I was like, I'm going to need you to go to your room. <laughs> and I just went downstairs and I just, I cooled off and I finally went up there and I talked to her about, you know, we talk about strangers a lot. Like when we go places like malls and big crowds and why she has to stay with me. And, you know, so we've had this conversation about strangers on games before and it's just, she's so desperate to play with someone, like to have a, an interaction that she'll just go against the rules. And so like, that's um, like, I, tr- I really tried my best to calmly discuss this with her. And I think it, I think it made a, a difference. Like r- not, I, I made a pointed effort to not say it's because of her age and because she's too young, because she doesn't understand that. I made a point to say like, you don't, you haven't experienced someone being hurtful to you or an adult taking advantage of you. So you never experienced that. So you think that it may not happen to you. And I said, but that's not the case. And so like, that's the place I try to come from. And I, I hopefully I scared her into submission is what I'm saying. It's crazy that we had the same thing happen to us in the same week because you, it, it, was it the same thing for you? I mean, very close. Yeah. She, so um. Well, okay. So here's what happened. Give so it to me. my daughter, do- my daughter plays Roblox every day at the same time, like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Her and her friend hop on the, the Roblox, and they do yeah. like an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my friend, my friend Michelle, <laughs> who was listening to, she started listening to this podcast when she goes on her walks. <laughs> yeah. And out of all the weeks she could have started listening to it, she starts listening on the week I talk about Nikki Sloan's book. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. And I was like, well, you know a lot about more a lot more about me now. Mm-hmm. Um so anyways, if she's Wow, that this, was her first time listening to the podcast. I think so. Yeah, that was her first oh, one. Shit. So anyways, if you're listening, hi Michelle. Um, <laughs> she so she called me and she goes, I just was like I just happened to hear a snippet of conversation from upstairs. And I'm actually like I'm I'm almost like not embarrassed. This is like, this is, this was, it was really bad. Yeah. It was really bad. So she overheard her daughter say to Mackenzie, uh, no, you go sleep at, you go sleep in his house. I'm not going. And I was like, and she, and so Michelle immediately went upstairs and was like, what's going on? Get out of the game right now. And then she called me, which I was grateful for. Mm -hmm. And so I like was, she goes, well, whatever they were doing, they're not doing it now. So maybe just talk about it later with her. I'll talk about it with my kid and then we'll come back yeah. together tomorrow and figure out what happened. Okay. So I go, I, so I took that advice. I took like two hours to like let it settle. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. playing in the backyard with Mackenzie and then I was like, all right, come sit down for a second. Let's talk. I was like, this is what uh, was overheard. 
tell me what happened. And she, I, I swear to God, she almost had a panic attack. Like, yeah. Did her face she, like go pale? Her face like, she paled. Knew. She goes, yeah. my heart's beating really fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I said, yeah. that's because you know, you did something wrong and yeah. you need to tell me what it is. Yeah. And she couldn't even tell me, she still hasn't told me exactly what happened, but what I got out of it was that she was in this game, Roblox. Mm -hmm. She was like, she's an avatar with her friend who is also an avatar. Mm -hmm. And somebody came up to them and said, come sleep in my house. And it was, could so obviously it was like a predator. I mean, I mean, 99% had to have been a predator, right? And yeah. who just goes know. up to two strangers and goes, come to my house and sleep in my house and yeah. I'll give you, oh, and I'll give you money for it. Okay. So that's what happened. She says that he went into the house. He showed them to a bedroom. They hung out for like a few minutes and then they left. And I was like, well, okay. First of all, it's part of, it's partly my fault because she like lost her last account we, we got her a new one and I didn't put the, I did disable the chat setting. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. my, that was my fault. But I strongly encourage you, if your kid is playing Roblox, it's very easy. I figured it out in three seconds. You go into the settings, you go to privacy and you turn off the chat because yeah. that's, then nobody can communicate with them. Yeah, so even yeah. if they're in there with strangers, it's just avatars running up to you and, and like making hand gestures and that's fine. But when they start being able to talk to your kids, that is dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Yeah. So anyways. Um, well, and it's scary. And like, how do you know? Unless you're sitting there in front of them watching them play, like, how do you know that that happens? You know, it's just. Well, so I was talking about this with the other mother and I was like, here's the thing is they don't, they they know you're like Strangers are bad. Strangers are bad. But they don't understand why. They don't understand what these people want from them. And I kind of went back and forth with myself going, do I, how far do I want to go in this discussion? Because I feel like she really needs to understand that there is a specific reason I'm telling her she can't be around strangers and can't communicate with strangers. And so I did go a little bit further than I normally do. And I said, there is something wrong with some men. They don't like women their own age. They like girls that are your age. And you need to be aware of that. And there's something wrong with them. And you need to make sure you stay away from them. And I feel like it got through to her a little bit. She's more mature. She's a little bit more mature than the average Mm -hmm. child, I would say, mentally. And I I just went there. And I I think I I got through her. And I was kind of like, afterwards, I was like, I don't know if I should have said that, but look, I, I think these kids are maturing at a rate that is much far surpasses how, how we, the rate yeah. that we matured at. Like, I, I don't think I knew anything about sex until I was like 14. I mean, you know, we maybe. had, we have the the luxury of not having that option as a kid. You know, there's, there's still so much that was sheltered from us until AOL chat rooms came along. And then we started experiencing these same things. And that's something that, like, I don't think our parents were prepared for because, I mean, clearly that was, you know, a big danger zone as as someone in my generation, like, to, to experience that. My parents had no clue. <laughs> Do you remember how, how excited oh, yeah. you were Oh, for sure. It? I know. And so, like, that's, like, here's the thing. Make like, these I'm connections. And I'm, go- and I'm going, she might even think that's yeah. cool. Like, that's that's interesting. I want to explore that. And so, like. That's the other yeah. danger of it. 
It's like, what are you opening up here? But I we're going to fuck them up no matter I, what. I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. I, I, I want her to understand that I'm aware of these things and I'm going to say yeah. them out loud. So that she, so she knows I'm not embarrassed about it, that I, yeah, I know yeah. about it. I know a lot more than she's giving me credit for. And But I remember those AOL chat rooms. I remember being 12 years old in there talking to who knows and saying things I should not yeah. have been saying and hearing things I should not have been hearing. And my mom was nowhere to, you know, she had no idea. She had no well, idea what chat rooms were. I don't think, were. you know, I, I know at some point, like, there's no way you're going to hide you know, sexuality in, in, a, in a person that's curious, like you can't, you know, keep that curiosity from coming up, but you can keep at least a safe place for that to happen. You know, like that doesn't, you can let them be curious without allowing other people in to create that curiosity, if that makes sense, I guess. But I mean, I just think, you know, it, this is just another reason to helicopter. Uh, and they say, you know, they say, they've been saying in the news, like there's been an uptick in predators trying to reach out to kids because the kids yeah, are stuck at yeah. home and they're playing video games a lot more often than they should. I mean, and this is proof that it is true because it happened to both of us. Yeah, yeah. Week, so. I know. Sucks. Anyways, just be aware of it if you're a parent, like try and, I mean, you already know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but like it is very easy to change the privacy settings and Make them play it in front of you. Make them play it in the living room um, mm-hmm. sometimes so that you can kind of like overhear what the what's happening. It doesn't have to be all the time. Because I know like for me, when she's upstairs playing the Roblox, it's like an hour of like, oh my God, I can like talk yeah, to her husband. I, I can know, make dinner. I know. But, you know, like just taking an hour and listening to her play it makes me understand the game more and what's yeah, going on Yeah, and like you said, you, I mean, you change the printer controls too, so... You know, that should go a long way to help that. So I did want to talk to you about something good that happened this week before I came in here like a big ball of anger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Eagle and I were talking the other night about um, books we read. And I told her um, that you had suggested love lettering and I downloaded the audio to it and I started it and it's really beautiful. Like the audio is great. And, you know, one part you had said, like, there's a lot of like introspective thought. And I was listening to it and I enjoyed that in audio too, especially to hear her talk about herself and, or, you know, her inner monologue and that kind of thing. Like I really enjoy it. So I'm still listening to that in audio, but I was talking to Eagle and I was like, I kind of want something a little like angsty or whatever right now. Like I'm just in the mood for this because the books you told me about the Nikki Sloan trilogy, right? Um, I ordered those in paperbacks because I was like, I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to visit these in print. So I ordered all three of them in paperbacks. Those are coming. So Eagle said, oh, I'm just reading an old Cresley Cole. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever read her. And she was like, what? And I was like, no. I, and oh she was like, God. no. She said, and she was like, I'm reading this series. And she said, the, she was like, I'm just rereading them. She said, the first one's called The Professional. And I was like, I should download that. Oh, my God. I've talked about this a hundred times really? on the podcast. Like, I don't. Yes, it's the Game Maker series, the professional, the master. I don't know what it um, is. And Listen to me. I was up till after midnight last night. I am halfway through the first book. It is so fucking good. And I was like, this is from 2014. How did I miss this? Like, when it's when did best. I miss this? I remember this? when she did those. They were, a, it was, she was a serial. Yeah. She did, she released one. Cause they're like not full length. They're like 45. I want to say they're like 40 to 50,000 words. That's full length. <laughs> and 
Is it? Maybe. No, because I feel I like know. they were shorter, and she was releasing mm-hmm. one uh, after the other, like, one a month. Oh. Well, there's um, only three books. They were so Do you think, good. you mean, like, she broke the book in pieces? No, she just released one, bre- like, she released, um, she released them really Oh, okay, succession. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she called it a serial. I feel like that's, I don't know. It, I remember it, it that. Prob- that it can't, 2014. I can't believe, I don't know. Maybe it's oh not God. that many pages. I'm going to have to look it up because I actually want to, let me look at it real quick because I want to see how much it is. You're right. It is the Game Maker series. The Kindle is $7.99. It is, it's not in KU. It's, let's see. It is 400 pages. Oh, so then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it maybe it was just that she Maybe released she released them. them that way, like separately, or maybe she added, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, they're <sighs> so good. If you shit. haven't read the Game Maker series by Cresley Cole, I'm telling the you, the first one's called The Professional, and it is about The Professional okay. so by the Cresley Cole. So in the book, it's about um this girl, like she sees this hot guy at a bar, she goes up to him, he's like this hot, dark Big ass Russian like looking dude, like just sexy as fuck, goes up to him and he turns her down. And then um, she goes home and she's like masturbating in the tub and he's there and it's like, oh shit. And so he's there and he kidnaps her. And this is in like the first chapter. So he kidnaps her and he takes her to Russia because she's been searching for her biological father who is like some freaking like czar or a like Russian kingpin or whatever. I'm ha- like I said, I'm halfway through, and it is so fucking good. Like it's dirty it and is it's filthy and I just got to the sauna scene. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so filthy and sexy. I think about that scene do you all real- the time. Like it's it, like it hit a I do. home run for me last night. I was like, oh. Oh, mama likes this. <laughs> Just wait. Okay, so I think it's okay. So Sarah McLean is an author who has she has she okay. loves Presley Cole. She actually has a podcast dedicated. Oh to shit! Presley Are Coles. you serious? Yeah. So she has a podcast called Faded Mates, and in each, at least if you start from the beginning, they did uh, they dissect a different Presley Cole book um, in the Immortals After Dark Ooh. series, which is the fucking is best. If you haven't read Immortals After Dark, I've never read Presley Cole before. It's, Oh, you! I'm so jealous of you that you get to read <laughs> these. God. They're so good. So she has this theory that there's like three three heroes that Cressley Cole like mm-hmm. three types of hero uh-huh. types that she goes um, that each each one is a uh-huh. certain type that falls into one of these categories. And I can't I can't remember what they are. I, sh- I wish I knew. Um, but each of these brothers is completely different. So. You have this guy. He's the first guy. He's like he's um, like a trained mm-hmm. assassin, very stoic, but like obsessed. Mm-hmm. You know, obsessive. The next, the next brother is like the in charge guy. Oh, there is so much <laughs> sex in the second book, and I didn't get sick of it once. Like, oh my I, god, it was never no. enough. I That's wanted more. I even thought that last night when I was reading. I was like, God, there's already been like four like really sexy scenes, and there's been no sex. And they've been so sexy, and I've and I've been like, oh fuck, this is good. I want more. In the second book in that series, he um so he hot. hires. An don't escort. tell me. Don't. I don't want to know anything. I, okay. I, all right. Well, I'm so okay. in love with this. All right. I'm not gonna tell okay. you anything, but I need to tell you the third book is oh, my shit, favorite. Oh shit! Really? The hero is like a. He's got a screw. Yeah. Like a. Well, I don't know if that's not. That's okay. not fair to say because I don't want to. I don't want to describe. Okay. It's not mm-hmm. mental illness so much as. He's just kind of like got a 
He's eccentric. Okay. Maybe okay. like a one-track mind okay. type. He's a, like over-the-top obsessed. I don't know how um, you're going to beat like, this first completely. guy. Like this this guy? In the oh, for, oh, oh, watch. Just watch it happen. <laughs> Just watch it happen. Well, you don't even know what's oh coming. Oh, my God. It's like... Like I said, this is my first Cresley Cole book. If we don't get her to do this podcasting, I'm going to die. Like, I'm so... Please, uh, people, start a petition, okay? Someone... I emailed Nikki Sloan. Oh, my God. Did you really? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I was like, hey. I can't uh, wait to read those I books. Know. I know they're going to be so good. I can't wait. I was um, even... You're you're in you're in a you're gonna be in a, you're gonna be in a oh my god fog I can't after wait reading these and then yes, those I know and it. so and like I'm super excited I've got so many great books on deck right now like I've got um Angela Marson's like my murder mystery series like I've got that that's coming out next Wednesday and then the new Hunger Games book the the prequel to that is coming out like on the nineteenth we need to talk okay wait so. We're reaching the half an hour mark, so why don't we save this for Friday? But we have to talk about the fact that Oh, that's on my list. I've out. got it on my list right here. Okay, okay, we'll save it for Friday. Okay. Okay. Here, okay. Aletha Romig, she, um, we're going to play unde- the first half of Undeniable for you. You're going to freaking <laughs> love it. Uh, so this is also up for pre-order right now in ebook. So um, make sure you click that. This is part of the Indulgence series, and there's a there's a box set right now in Kindle Unlimited with all these hot, sexy, forbidden, like tabooish novellas. You definitely want to go check them out. The first one in the series is called Unconventional, and I'm going to read the blurb for that really quick. I watch Erica Ellis's every move as she struts about town. Every night, she appears in my living room, bedroom, and even on the screen of my phone. Though her image appears to thousands, I'm the only audience she should want. It enrages me to entertain the idea that other people, other men, are watching as she smiles for the cameras, flaunts her shapely legs with tall high heels and short hemlines, or laughs with her co-anchor. The other people don't matter. They don't know her like I do. They haven't taken the time to learn her desires. I've spent years, and it's time for it to pay off. I know what she needs, wants, and deserves, the accolades and punishments. I'll bring her fantasies to life, even the ones she's yet to realize. My plan is in motion, and there's nothing she can do or say to change the course of our future. I'm Victor Cross, the only man for the job. She will call me Mm. Sir. (laughs) From New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author Aletha Romig comes another of her steamy novellas exploring hidden desires. Unconventional is a standalone story in the Indulgence series. Stories can be read in any order. Read uh, Warning, reading may set your e-reader on fire. While bringing a smile to your face. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so go get the Indulgence series. There's like, like we said, the box set is on KU, and we're gonna play the first half of Undeniable right now, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Bye. This is Undeniable by Aletha Romig, read for you by El Sonali and Daniel James Lewis. Undeniable. Forbidden love is undeniable. When she was younger, like all little girls, Sophie Hawkins believed in fantasies. She believed in happily ever after and that one day her prince would come. What made Sophie's dreams a bit different was that the man of her dreams wasn't a fictional prince, but her best friend's dad. Matt was handsome and nice, the kind of man every woman would want. Time passes, and through the years, Sophie's reality changes, 
yet her attraction and memories of Matt Hamilton never fade. Where boys and men are concerned, Matt remains her gold standard. When his daughter was young, Matt Hamilton had it all, a family and success. With the ticking of the clock and changing of the calendar, seasons pass and situations adjust. Business success remains, but personally, his world changes until the day fate sets the undeniable in motion. Sophie was a sweet little girl, his daughter's best friend, and a ray of undeniable sunshine. That was before. Now she's more. She is a grown woman. Who can deny the undeniable? Have you been a Lethud? Undeniable, part of the indulgence series of standalone steamy stories, will heat your e-reader and make you hot and bothered. Undeniable is a fun, forbidden love story that will whisk the reader away to a time when fantasies could come true. Dedication To everyone who never stopped believing in fantasies. Prologue Sophie Years ago As the waves crash over the sand and shells, my eyes go to the man standing thigh-deep in the water. I hold my breath as the ocean laps around his legs, each wave licking the hem of his bathing suit. He's solid and unmoving as he stands watching over the sea. The salt-filled breeze blows his dark hair away from his face, revealing handsome features that I can't even begin to describe. His eyes are covered with sunglasses, yet I know their color. Green, like his daughter's. Like my best friend's. I don't understand his mood. It's as if he isn't watching a beautiful scene, as if he's a million miles away instead of on the beach in the most amazing place I've ever been. I can't keep my eyes off of him, though I know it's wrong. I'm too young to understand this kind of attraction, yet I'm drawn to him. I try to think of stories. Is it the way Cinderella felt when she saw Prince Charming for the first time? Jasmine when she saw Aladdin? Maybe it's more like Belle when she met the Beast. Mr. Hamilton isn't scary like the Beast, however. There is something about the way I feel when I'm around him that makes me feel off balance. He isn't like the boys at Becky's and my school. He isn't a boy. He's a man. And for the first time that I can remember, I wish I were a woman. Though it doesn't matter. He doesn't even notice me. Why would he? I'm just a little girl, his daughter's friend. It's not as if I'm trying to feel different around him. I don't want to. After all, he's my best friend's dad. But Mr. Hamilton doesn't look like a dad. Not like my dad. My dad wears dark socks with his shorts and sandals. His legs are pale from working inside all the time. My dad tells stupid jokes and then laughs when no one else does. That's what dads do. Becky's dad doesn't do any of those things. Shaking my head, I do my best to tuck the feelings away. No matter what we try... Some memories never go away. Chapter 1 Sophie 
I brush the lint from my black top and skirt. It's the same outfit I wear when I'm working at the Ritz's upscale restaurant. Since event planning is my intended major, a teacher at my high school thought it would be a good idea to get some practical experience. Plus, she knew I needed the money. It must have worked because I'm starting university in less than a month. Though my grandparents are helping with my expenses, every little bit of extra money is a plus. That's why, after a one-to-six shift at the Ritz, I agreed to work this private dinner party. After all, private parties are events. My boss, Cindy, did the planning, but she's been great about letting me help with the organization. I was a little surprised when she asked me to help with this event. It isn't that large, but once I was here at this beautiful home, I was very glad she did. Now, at a little after midnight, absolutely dead on my feet and ready to slip out of these three-inch black heels, I can finally take a satisfied deep breath. Good job, Sophie, Cindy says. I knew when Mr. Hamilton asked for you, you'd do a great job. My tired mind deciphers her words. What? He asked for me? You didn't tell me that. She grins. I didn't need to. You said yes when I asked. She pats my shoulder. Go on and go home. You have to be beat. Everything is wrapped up here. Do you need a ride? I let my gaze move to the large windows overlooking the pool and deck, imagining my grandparents' house, all stuffy and covered in doilies. I long for the fresh air and sea breeze. I should take a ride, but I think first I'll make sure everything is put away out on the deck, and then I'll call an Uber. Are you sure? I don't mind driving you. I know my grandparents' home is out of her way, and she is just being nice. I'm good, I say with a smile. I really should buy a car, but I can't spare the cash. I need every cent for university and expenses. Since my parents died and I moved in with my grandparents, They have done their best. My grandpa even lets me drive his car, but it isn't right to leave them without one. I mean, they're old. What if something happened? Here. Cindy slips me a roll of cash and my eyes open wide. I can't tell how much it is, but unless the bills are singles, it's more than I ever expected. She wraps her hand around mine. It's your share of tips. It'll help you with that Uber. Thank you. No, thank you. You're a natural at this party stuff. After you graduate from university, maybe I can work for you. My cheeks lift higher and I tilt my head. Or you could hire me full time. Cindy winks. See you later. As I walk toward the open door, I feel that satisfied contentment of a job well done. The party went off without a hitch. Since I spent most of my time making sure the servers were doing their jobs and the cleaners were picking up the used glasses, plates, and silverware, I didn't get a chance to truly appreciate the home. Mr. Hamilton's home. When I was young, okay, a child, I had a friend whose last name was Hamilton, Becky Hamilton. Though I hadn't really gotten a chance to meet this Mr. Hamilton, I know he can't be the same one as Becky's father. Becky and I grew up in a solid, everyday neighborhood with hardworking parents. They could never afford a place like this. Besides, Hamilton is a common name. Heck, it's even the title of a Broadway musical. Though Becky and I lost touch after I moved in with my grandparents, 
The thing I remember the most about Becky's family is her dad. I actually feel my heart clench at the memories. He was the dad that all the girls in the neighborhood lusted after. Maybe we didn't lust. I mean, do eight-year-olds lust? Just hearing the name Hamilton reminds me of how much I liked him. It isn't something a girl forgets. It is his image that comes to mind, the one from my memories that I see in my dreams, the ones where I wake with my fingers in my folds and rubbing my clit. I know I'll probably never see him again, and besides, he's married, or he was. But for me, he'll always be the gold standard. I will probably die a virgin because no one will ever be Matt Hamilton. Slipping out to the pool deck, I sigh, looking up at the multitude of sparkling stars. I can't imagine living in a house like this one. It isn't that my grandparents are poor, they aren't, but this is beyond my comprehension. The pool deck extends all the way to the edge of the bay. I'm sure it has a name, all the bodies of water do, but not a name most people would know. Even this piece of ocean is private, only accessible to the few homes that grace its shores. I smile as the warm breeze blows the palm tree's fronds above my head. With only the faint colored lights beneath the pool's water and what is shining through the large windows from the house, it's like the pool is a haven of peace. After the number of people who were served inside the house and out on the deck, the current solitude definitely is. It is with this little slice of freedom that I can't resist one last look at the property. I'm about to sink onto one of the cushioned chairs when a deep voice startles me. Are you enjoying yourself? My heart rate accelerates as I turn toward the voice. In the dimness, I can't make out all of the man's features, but I can tell he's tall with broad shoulders. His hair appears dark, and as he nears, so do his eyes. Although there is a flash of green. Maybe it's the reflection of the pool's lights. I, I'm sorry, I'm about to call for my ride. I say as I fumble for my phone in my purse. The man steps closer, and I wonder if he could be the host. As he nears, I take in his attire. The party was formal, and he's wearing a tuxedo. The tie is now loosened, and I can't stop my grin. It's a real tie, one he had to actually tie into a bow, not the clip kind boys my age would wear to a dance. It's beautiful, isn't it? His voice fades into the sound of the soft waves on the shore as he stands with one hand in his pocket, looking out over the bay. Following his gaze, I nod. It is. I would never tire of this as my backyard. His laugh rumbles, sending vibrations to my core. For only a moment, I'm afraid he's making fun of me, but then he turns and extends his hand. Hardly a yard. The water is paradise. Come see, there's a manatee getting closer. I do as he says. As his fingers encase mine, my steps momentarily stutter. There's something in his touch, warmth that shoots through me from my fingers to my toes. It's like electricity. Shyly, I raise my eyes to his, wondering if he feels it too. Instead of confirming or denying, he pulls me closer to the edge of the stone decking. Without letting go of my hand, he points with his other. 
Look, see the ripples? I do. I keep my excitement to a stage whisper. The water moves. The rays of moonlight no longer reflect, showcasing the large water mammal. Oh, it's so big. He turns toward me with a lopsided grin. Words to a man's heart. I fight to pull my hand away, knowing that pink is filling my cheeks. I meant the manatee. If I hadn't lived the last eight years in Florida, I would be petrified with one so close. He releases my hand and casually wraps his arm around my shoulder. Then I wish you were new to the area. I try to swallow as I turn within his grasp, facing him. You do? Yes, then you would be a damsel in distress and I could protect you. A true knight in shining armor? His embrace of my shoulders lowers to the small of my back as he pulls me closer. No, Sophie Hawkins, I'm not a knight. Chapter 2 Sophie Wait, how do you know my name? My heart pounds against the buttons of his tuxedo as he brings my breasts crashing against his chest. Because I've known you for most of your life, I've been waiting all night to get you alone. I stare up at his handsome face. I must be dreaming. Maybe it's my mind. I'm tired. I need sleep. How? He holds me out to arm's length. Look at me, Sophie, with those gorgeous blue eyes you had even as a child. Look at me. Tell me you don't know me. My lips disappear behind my teeth as I do as he says. The moon combined with the light streaming from the windows creates the only illumination as I stare up at Mr. Hamilton. Dark hair and green eyes. He can't be the man in my memories, the one I fantasized about. He'd be older now. This man doesn't seem older. Not really. He is as sexy and dominating as I remember, even more so. His presence consumes me. I feel small in his embrace, but not young. The pulsating between my legs tells me that I feel nothing like the child who used to idolize him. I'm a woman, a woman who wants my fantasies to become reality. M Mr. Hamilton? Matt Hamilton? His lips move upward, revealing his million-dollar smile. As I gaze up into his handsome face, my body relaxes against his, fluid in his grasp, while conversely, his hardens, his erection probing my stomach. I've never been with a man, nothing more than heavy petting. They all paled in comparison to my fantasies, but by the way my body is reacting, it knows the truth my mind has just begun to accept. This is Matt Hamilton, and he is my fantasy. My face inclines toward his. How? Why? Before he answers, one of his hands captures my neck and pulls me the few inches closer until our lips connect. Heat radiates from our kiss like lightning flashing through me, igniting streaks of fire from my lips to my toes and back again. It's like no kiss I've ever had. Matt takes and gives without concern for the future. Here, 
Now, it's all that matters as I moan while simultaneously catching my breath. I've dreamt about this, I managed to say. Maybe I'm dreaming. The hand from my neck moves possessively down my side, skimming the side of my breast. His touch is fire that doesn't burn, but smolders. Oh, this isn't a dream. Every nerve in my body is suddenly alive, and I want more. Maybe it is only one night, a fantasy. But as I squeeze my thighs together, I know that without a doubt, I want Matt Hamilton to be my first. And then I remember my childhood friend. I take a painful step away from him, backing away from my every dream. What about your wife? He shakes his head. We've been divorced for over five years. So you're not... you're not married? I haven't been for a while, but I'd like to be. Is there someone... someone you're seeing? I ask. I am seeing someone. I'd like to see more of her. His smile grows. I'm looking at her right now. Chapter 3 Matt I can't believe Sophie is really here. I know people might think my obsession with her is wrong, but it isn't. I've been divorced for five years, and she's an adult. She's 18, and... I can't deny my need to make her mine. She entered my heart as a child. A beautiful, fun-loving child. She was always so happy and upbeat. I loved the breath of fresh air she brought to our home. Her presence did more than make Becky happy. It lightened everyone around her. Becky's mother and I went through our problems. We even tried counseling with a sex therapist, Dr. Kaiser. And over time, I forgot about the sweet little girl with big blue eyes. I moved on with my life and my business. Things went well with business. It dominated my world. I've been extremely successful. My personal life side, not so much. I then stumbled across something about Sophie on one of my daughter's Facebook memories. I dug a little more and learned about the loss of Sophie's parents and her struggles. It broke my heart to think of the carefree, happy girl being sad. I watched from afar. At first, my goal was to help her financially. Obviously, she's working too much for someone so young. I never see pictures of her out having fun like others her age. Instead, her posts are about school and work. Too much for someone so young. Then, as she matured, I longed to see a carefree woman an older version of the little girl. Now, the way she's looking at me, I can only hope that she hasn't forgotten me or doesn't think of me as some old man. The thickest, longest lashes I've ever seen veil her big blue eyes as she lowers her chin. Please don't tease me because I've thought of you often. She's thought of me. Immediately, I miss her eyes so I lift her chin. Sophie, the only teasing I want to do to you has nothing to do with who I'm seeing. I know this may sound like I'm some sort of creep, but I never forgot you. Your smile. Or your laugh. I lost track of you, 
but then a few years ago you popped up on Facebook and I learned what you've been going through. I'm amazed by the woman you are, even though you're young. Her chest expands and contracts, pressing her tits against my chest, making my dick grow harder as I imagine feeling them against my skin. I envision their perkiness as her nipples harden at my touch. Fuck that. At my words, as I tell her what I want to do to her. Young? She asks in almost a whisper. You think I'm too young? I think you're perfect. I think you're old enough to decide if you want to see me, to be with me, and if you want me to see you. You, you'd want that? To see me? Her innocence captivates me. There's a sparkle in her shy grin. I want to take away that shyness and be the one to take her innocence. I want her to feel more comfortable with me than she ever has with anyone else. I lower my lips to hers, wanting to go slow, but the attraction is too strong. I can't simply brush a chaste kiss on her. I need to have her. Her lips. Her soft skin. All of her. There's not an inch of her I don't want to claim. My cock turns to stone as I imagine having all of her. Her small tits in the palms of my hands, and my cock buried deep inside her. All at once I wonder, is Facebook right? Or could she be seeing someone else? Has someone else had what I want as mine? I force our kiss to end as I look down at her veiled eyes and bruised lips. Tell me. Tell me the truth. Are you seeing someone? She doesn't speak, but her head moves from side to side. Though I'm relieved, I need to know one more thing. I know it sounds shitty, like some sort of barbaric caveman, but I want to know. Have you? Has someone else been with you? Her head falls forward until her forehead hits my chest. I sense sadness emanating from her. The silence eats at me like acid in my gut, filling me with a fury that I can't describe. I haven't seen Sophie in years, yet I've known the undeniable truth for a while. She is mine. Should I have moved sooner? Did someone else touch her? Did someone hurt her? Fuck! Her dad is gone! Who's protected her? I'm not a violent man. But as the silence settles over us, my fists clench, wanting to hurt whoever's hurt her. Why would someone have this amazing woman in their arms, take her most prized possession, and leave her? Tell me, I growl. No. Her voice is soft again. I've never... I'm a virgin. She looks up. I'm sorry if that makes me seem like a child, if that makes you not want me. I'm not experienced like the women you're probably used to. The relief is intoxicating. I pull her closer, my dick aching to take away that title. Not just once, but for the rest of our lives. No. I caress her cheek with my now relaxed knuckles. It doesn't make you seem like a child. It makes you seem like a gift. My gift. She nods. I want to be yours. I've never had sex 
but I've thought about it, fantasized about it. My mind goes to the sex therapist I saw years ago and how she encouraged exploration of fantasies. While her advice didn't change the downward spiral of my first marriage, the meaning resonates with me. Maybe it wasn't the advice, but my partner. The tip of my dick moistens, and I hesitate with my next question. As it is, I'm about to come just by rubbing against her. If I add thinking about her fantasies, surely I'll blow. I can't help myself. Do you ever touch yourself when you think about it? When you fantasize? The shyness from before lessens as she meets me eye to eye. Yes, and believe it or not, you're the one in my fantasies. Fuck. My eyes open wider. Me? Why me? Because. She reaches for my cock and rubs. I remember you. I've never wanted a boy. I've dreamt of a man. A man who will teach me and show me. I fantasized about you. It was probably wrong, but you were always the man of my dreams. I reach for her hand. I do it because I like the feel of it in mine, but also because I'm about to shoot my load right here, right now. If she keeps rubbing my dick, it will be over before it starts. And that's not exactly the manly thing to do. I want to take you inside the house and make you mine. I kiss her knuckles. But if I do, you need to understand that this isn't a one-and-done deal. I'm not that kind of man. I've been patiently waiting. I've watched you. I remember your smile and carefree air. I remember how you brought the sun with you everywhere you went. And I want to see that in your eyes again. Sophie, if I fuck you tonight, you'll be mine forever. She doesn't speak, looking at where our hands are intertwined. And then only her eyes move to mine. Take me, Matt. Help me remember what it's like to feel good. Chapter 4 Sophie As Matt takes my hand and leads me through his house, I fight the feeling that it is all a dream. His hand is warm and possessive. The scent of his cologne fills my nose with spice and the perfect amount of pine and musk. It's manly, yet not overpowering. His broad shoulders are right in front of me, wider than I remembered, wider than any of the boys from my high school. I can still taste his kiss, sweet with a hint of alcohol, something strong and intoxicating. And I hear his shoes upon the marble steps as we move up the huge staircase, yet I feel as though I'm floating. His feet are hitting the floor but I have to look down to be sure mine are too. How can this be happening to me? Before I can overthink it, Matt opens two large doors to the biggest bedroom I've ever seen. The king-sized bed seems small in comparison. One wall is filled with windows, and in the windows is a door leading to a balcony overlooking the bay. 
As he releases my hand and walks toward the windows, I turn a full circle, taking in the woodwork and custom artistry. I've never seen such understated luxury. Matt? He stills as he reaches for a switch. Yes? Is this real? He pushes a switch, causing the windows to change to an opaque shade. Though there are no curtains, I'm certain that what he did closed out the outside world, making this just about us. My breathing hitches as he turns. Each step toward me is predatory, like a jungle beast about to capture his prey. And though I know I'm the prey, I'm not frightened. I want to show him that I'm ready for my fantasies to come true. Bravely, I take one step and then another, meeting him halfway. This is real. He reaches for my hand and rubs it over his steel-hard erection. And so is this, and it needs to be inside you. It needs to find its new home. My thighs squeeze tight at his words, as my core throbs, craving what he describes. At the same time, a part of me is beginning to get nervous. His cock feels so big to my touch. Maybe he won't fit. Maybe I am too young. I, I, I stutter as my daring facade shatters. Matt reaches for my cheek and tenderly teases my skin. Sophie, I promise to make it good. I want you to want my cock inside of you as much as I want it there. I'll take this as slow and gentle as you want. My fantasies come back to mind. Scenes from books I've read. What if I don't want that? He takes a small step back. You don't want this? I reach for the lapels of his jacket and push them over his wide shoulders, purposely running my fingers over his starched shirt imagining his solid muscles beneath. No, I want this. What if I don't want you to be slow and gentle? Before he can answer, I go on. What if I want you to take me fast and hard? Sophie? Matt, you're the man of my dreams. In those dreams, you take control and claim me. Is this real life, or is it my dream? Fuck. He reaches for the waistband of my skirt, undoes the button, and lowers the zipper allowing the material to float to the floor, creating a black puddle around my heels. As he does, I reach for my shirt and pull it over my head. Suddenly, I'm standing in front of Matt Hamilton in nothing but black heels, a black bra, and polka-dotted panties. So much for sexy. I'm sorry I'm not wearing some Victoria's Secret lacy thing. Matt's smile broadens as he runs his hand from my neck over my boobs and down my stomach, teasing the edge of my panties. I'm going to say this once, and you'd better listen. There's something about his voice. It's different, authoritative, and makes my heart beat faster. He cups my chin. Tell me, beautiful Sophie, are you listening? Yes. That was the last time I want to hear you apologize. You're fucking perfect. I'll buy you a closet full of Victoria's Secret if that's what you want. But for me, I want you. He reaches behind me and unsnaps my bra. 
and the clothes are just the wrapping. Remember, you're my gift. I just don't want you to change your mind. Are you fucking kidding me? You're mine. My mind is never going to change. I sighed, not only hearing his words, but also seeing the way his green eyes devour me, eating me up piece by piece. He takes a step back and scans my body from my hair to my shoes and back again. Now, do as I say. Okay. A sexy shimmer shines from his gaze. Let your hair down and turn around, all the way around. And as you do, shimmy out of that bra. I've been watching you all night and I'm dying to get a good look at your tits. My skin prickles with goosebumps as I reach for the clip in my hair. As I pull, my long blonde hair falls in waves over my shoulders. Without the clasp, the straps have fallen to my arms and the bra is loose. I allow it to drop to the floor, revealing my breasts. Pivoting, I make a complete circle. By the time I'm facing him again, my nipples are as hard as pebbles. With a smirk, he says, I love the polka dots, but I have more of my gift to unwrap. In a quick scoop, Matt has me in his arms and is carrying me toward the big bed. I reach for his tie and pull, dropping it to the floor. By the time he lays me on the comforter, I have most of his shirt's buttons undone. His chest is defined, and I can't resist reaching out to touch his muscles. Slowly, he removes his shirt and unbuckles his belt. Before undoing his slacks, he reaches down and slides my panties over my hips and down my legs. There's a twinkle in his gaze. The heels are staying on. I can't help but smile. The shoes were the one thing I wanted to take off. Now, they're all I have on. Scoot forward until you're on the edge of the bed. I try not to think about what he's saying. Mostly, I'm thinking about his cock. I can see the bulge in his pants and the way it's pushing against the zipper. That's it, he says, encouraging my movements. Before I can process, Matt reaches for my feet and lifts them to the bed, spreading my legs and exposing my most private parts. For a moment, I'm mortified wanting to apologize for not being waxed or ready. But then I remember him telling me not to apologize. Oh, damn, Sophie. You're soaking wet. It, is that? My eyes close and my head falls back as he plunges a finger inside of me. Oh! My entire body tenses at the invasion. And then all at once, his voice settles over me. It's perfect. Relax, beautiful. Open your eyes and look at me. I do as he says. His gaze flickers between my eyes and my core. Do you know how gorgeous your cunt is? Have you ever looked at it? No, I pant. I felt it, fingered myself, though that was nothing like what he's doing, the way he's moving in and out. I can't help myself from moving with him, Riding his finger, first one, and then two. Oh, it's pink and wet and getting all the attention. Your clit is jealous. As he is speaking, he rubs my clit and electricity rips through me. The room fills with my whimpers and moans as he continues to work me. 
Play with your tits, Sophie. I want to see you touch yourself. Immediately, my hands move to my breasts, rubbing and squeezing. Pinch them. I do. And at the same time, Matt falls to his knees. I scream in ecstasy as his tongue takes the place of his fingers. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. The intensity is overwhelming as I try to back away, but his grip is unrelenting. It's as his licks turn to nips and bites that I lose control. Falling back to the mattress, my entire body convulses as he laps my essence. And we're back. Hey. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we told you everything already. Indulgence series box set is in Kindle Unlimited by uh, Aletha Romig. And um, we'll be back on Friday. Oh, she's giving away sign. She's doing a signed paperback giveaway. So go to readmeromance.com and enter to win signed copies of Unconventional, Unexpected, and Unforgettable. We'll be back on Friday with the second half. I just want to say real quick, I'm really thankful for this podcast because I am in a better mood (laughs) now that we've gone through this and I've talked it out. So I don't know if this helps you guys at all, but it helped me. I feel better. (laughs) Well, we have been getting a lot of emails from lady listeners saying that this is helping during quarantine. So that's so sweet. Shout out to you guys. We love you. I'm sorry I came in in a rage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.